Greg Cappy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, live from RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Now, here's Coach Cappy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We are here at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. That's right, everybody kind of braved the elements uh, here today. Coach, you, you got to give big props to everybody for coming out here today. You, if you got caught outside for 30 seconds, your face stung. My uh, my car said minus 13 driving over here, so uh, that's, I've never been in Michigan when it was minus 13 before, so that's, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> no question about that. But, but there's got... soup here. If you get their chicken uh, dumpling soup, it's out of this world, and it's nice and hot, so I think I'll have some when I'm done. Yeah, do, do you remember that time you had chicken dumpling soup and it wasn't good? They're... Uh, no, not really. Yeah, <laughs> chicken dumpling <laughs> soup is always good. Uh, Here it's a creamy soup, though. It's really, it's really good. Almost as good as the seasoned fries, but not quite. Yeah, uh, Nick Lacito's over there from the Grizz Gang. You're about that seasoned fry life right yeah. now. But we can uh, get to your thoughts as well. Send a tweet with the hashtag AskCampy on it, and we'll get to those questions uh, as the show goes on as well. But, Coach, uh, you guys firmly in – a hold for second place right now. Uh, you guys in Wright State locked up in Horizon League play uh, thanks to a big win on the road over UIC. And, and Coach, really, well, what was a dominating win? Uh, you guys took a double-digit lead coming down the stretch of the first half and, and never let go of your grip the rest of the way. Yeah, it's it's very, un, you know, doesn't happen very often on the road, especially in the Horizon League, that you win by double digits or, or even get a double digit lead that lasts more than a couple minutes, you know. So I was very pleased with that. Um, it was a must win if, if we're going to compete for the championship. It was a game we had to win. Um, it was also an important game if we're going to get the home court advantage in the first round of the tournament. So, uh, you know, I, I think the number's 10. I think we have to get to 10 wins in league play to secure a home court. And, you know, we're four away from that with five home games left. Uh, so this is a huge week for us. These two games at home um, against lower teams that are in the lower level of the league right now, uh, both teams are capable of coming in here and beating us. I mean, we've we've seen that in the past, and anybody can come in here. So it, it's two of the most important games of the year. If, you know, if we get them, we get to eight wins, and then we're real close to the home court. So this is a big week for us. Yeah, there certainly is no question about that. Two wins, uh, two teams that you have wins over on their floor coming back here to the arena. It's, it's the second half of the season, Coach. I mean, uh, the return games are all coming now everywhere where everybody that you hosted you'll go to and everybody that you went to you'll host. And we're getting down to it. I mean, folks, we're getting ready to flip that calendar over to February. The Super Bowl is this week, and this really is a stretch drive. And historically, this is where Oakland basketball has been as good as anybody in the country. Well, if you take last year out when we had, you know, the, the four season-ending injuries, um, that we had an average February last year, but the 10 years before that, I think we were third best record in the country or second. I can't remember quite what the number is, but we've historically been really good in February. I think we preach that. Um, I think everything we do, we teach and and uh, and really try to win championships in February. And, you know, you've got to have a chance to do it, so January is important too, but... but this January, we've put ourselves in a position, and now in February, we're going to get to play for a championship. And I don't think a lot of people thought that was going to happen. Uh, you know, last year when we played our last home game and, and those seniors said goodbye, and, you know, when we were walking around the, the stands and shaking hands and all that, there were a lot of people that were, you know, mentioning to me that next year could be a really tough year for us. And so I think that, you know, those people, 
hopefully they're happily wrong. And, you know, we've, we've put ourselves in a position that we can compete for the championship and pretty excited about it. And, Coach, what about that, too? If you look at the basketball game on Saturday at UIC, at five players in double figures. Uh, Xavier Hill-Mays led the charge. He had 20 and 13, a double-double in the first half. Trey Maddox Jr. came through with 15 points. He had five assists as well. And, and Coach, the, the increments of improvement that Trey Maddox Jr. has shown, just, just A, figuring out what's going on. You know, if you, if you looked at this guy in the first couple games of the season, uh, you would have said, wow, I mean, it's going to be a struggle for him to really understand what's going on here with Division One college basketball. He, he's almost become a go-to guy. Certainly on the defensive side, he's a go-to guy. Well, part of part of any rebuilding process, part of any young team is improvement, and you you know you have to you have to hope that you're going to improve as the season goes on. And just like you know, as you said, we've got Cleveland and Youngstown this weekend. They've improved. So just because right. we went there and won in Dece- in December doesn't you know it's February. So. Um, the thing with Maddox is he's gotten a lot of minutes lately. Uh, you know, the unfortunate loss of Jordan Nobles opened the door for him to get minutes. He had not earned or deserved them early in the year just for all numerous reasons. And most freshmen do struggle, you know, early when they get here. Uh, when Jordan was no longer on the team, it opened up a spot for him. And he's run through that door. He's, he's really, really improving. Um, the thing I like about Trey um, – is that he wants to be great defensively. He wants the challenge of guarding the best player on the other team. And that's half the battle of getting it done. And then he's getting more comfortable offensively. The move he made on, you know, Tarkus Ferguson is supposed to be one of the best five players in the league, supposed to be a top defender in the league. And he, and Trey broke his ankle and dunked on him. And it, it, was, it was an unbelievable play. And the key to that play is, yeah, we were up 17 or 18 at the time, but it kind of ended the game. You know, it kind of they, – they, you could just see that they weren't going to come back it after that play. took the air play. out of the building. Right. And people that were in the gym, I mean, you know, we had quite a contingent of people that were at the game from Oakland, uh, made way more noise than, than their fans were making because they didn't have a real good student uh, turnout. And our group was extremely loud. And when that happened, to, to hear it was like at Detroit, you know. We go to Detroit, and your, our crowd's louder, more vocal, chanting, you know, doing the things that our crowd does at the Detroit game. It just it turns that, that gym into a home court advantage. And there's a reason we've had a lot of success at Detroit, and, and there's a reason we've never lost at UIC either. We always have a large crowd of Oakland fans when we play in Chicago. And it, it turns that, you know, our, our kids feed off that. And we played a great game. We, You know, it's interesting. I Sometimes I sometimes I don't understand. I don't understand if people are seeing the same game I'm seeing sometimes. Uh, because I got on the bus and someone on the bus said to me, did you see the Twitter stuff about our game? And I, well, I go, I'm going to read it. but and, it and there was people were discussing how crappy of a game it was. I thought it was the greatest game I watched all year. I mean, I, I mean, you go on the road in the league and, and you... You win going away. Well, we had yeah. a 16-point lead at halftime, and I think they got it to 12 maybe. And that's as close as it got. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I mean, we played. I thought we played great. I thought defensively we played it. The, the Detroit game, obviously, we were really good defensively, but I think that was more of a... We tricked them that night with some stuff, and it worked. Um, 
this was just solid. We just played great defense. Now, one of the things that I will say is that UIC is a perimeter-oriented team, and our strength of our defense is our perimeter. I think Braden Norris, Javen Cumberland, and Trey Maddox, all three of those guys can really guard. Um, I think, you know, the weakness of our defense is we don't protect the rim very well, and our post players are, are not consistently great defenders. And, you know, in UIC's case, they didn't really, couldn't really score in the post. So it was strength against strength, and I, and I thought that's why we played a really, really good defensive game. Now, early in the game, neither team could score, but, you know, you know I would think our, our, you know, all the people that say we don't guard would really be happy that we'd only given up 19 points with a minute to go in half. And, that, and then I, I read where it's an ugly, terrible game. It's 37 to 20 at halftime or something like that. Well, Coach, I mean, to be fair to you, too, that's – and this is me talking, this isn't you talking. That's where sometimes you maybe catch the double edge of the sword in that people will say, well, you give up all these points when the possessions are up and the game's going up and down and people say you don't defend, you're giving up all these points. On the flip side of that coin, when you lock down defensively, and you play a good half of basketball, especially defensively, hold the team to 19 points, and they shot, I think, like 8% from three, 11% from the game for three. And because it was like that for the first eight minutes of the basketball game where it is a slugfest and you're going back, I called it a pitcher's duel uh, on the radio because that's what it was. But it's almost like a double-edged sword for you, right? I mean, if, if, well, if, I think if you defend, it's ugly, yeah. and if you're going up and down the floor, you're not defending. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just was surprised by that, but... I will say that, you know, UIC missed some open shots. And part of part of good defense is, I mean, if you watch, like right now Michigan is statistically the number one defensive team in the country. And I watched their game with Ohio State last night. And Ohio State missed a bunch of open shots. The, the key to that is that early in the game you have to set a tone and you can't give up easy shots early. Now as players get tired, as transition takes place in a game, as you make a mistake on offense, the other team's going to get some open looks. The key is that if you've made it hard for them, they, then they're not comfortable, they'll miss those open looks. Where if they start the game, you know, like our, if everybody can remember back to Northern Illinois, it was our third game in three days and we had nothing. And they came out the beginning of the game and, man, they, went, they made like seven of their first eight shots. Well, they were easy open looks because right. we didn't have any juice. We didn't have anything. And so they continued it throughout the game because they got confident. They, you know, confidence is such a big factor in this game. And, and defensively, you know, we've gotten ourselves in trouble at home games by not playing well defensively early in some games. The Milwaukee game, you know, we, 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 the Milwaukee game, we gave up 25 points in the first nine minutes of the game, and we only gave up 41 in the last 31 minutes. Those 25 beat us. And, you know, so we really, as we improve and as we get better, that's something that, you know, I'm really excited to see that we're guarding better in the first 10, 15 minutes of the game. This is a Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. And, and fans, remember, we talked about it last week, but Coach Campy needs your help to fight cancer with the Infinity Timeout for the Win program. Fans can vote once per day online at infinitytimeout.com and cast two additional votes through Instagram and Twitter. All you got to do is post a photo of yourself taking a basketball timeout and include the hashtags timeoutftw and hashtag Coach Greg Campy in the post. 
The three coaches with the most votes will receive a portion of the Infinity $600,000 donated in their name to the American Cancer Society. No, 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 not in our name, in the school's name. That, I know that's what it says, yeah, but, and I, I know I that is, you're just a guy that just reads, you know, yeah. I understand that. but I don't think too much. I'm not uh, a thinker, Coach. Uh, of course yeah. you were wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, let me let me let me let me change this right here. It's it will in be donated in the school's name. It'll be in Oakland University's name, not in my name. I'm not asking you to help me. I'm asking you to help Oakland. You know, we're battling the Power Fives, uh, Villanova, Kentucky. If you look on there, that you've got a lot of big name coaches and big name fan bases, and and we want to get in there. We want to we want to surprise the world and have Oakland's name have infinity. It'd be a commercial during the Final Four, and we get Oakland on there. Would be pretty awesome. Yeah, that, that would be sweet. So make sure you guys do what you can. Go to infinitytimeout.com. You can vote there. And then twice additionally on your Instagram and Twitter accounts. And, and again, just take a photo of yourself calling a timeout. I saw some of the Grizz Gang folks doing it, and everybody liked that. So we certainly do. I actually do it every that. day. I vote for myself every day. I, I have to admit that. I do. Yeah. But it's not for me, it's for Oakland. Yeah, there, there you go, Coach. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with you at all, Coach. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that certainly is a good spin. Now, Coach, we're wrapping up the, the talk on the road trip, and, and we do have to go back to the IUPUI game and what happened on Thursday. We Certainly we had that 11 a.m. tip time. Uh, it was a little weird for everybody uh, involved, broadcasters, coaches, players, everything. Uh, it certainly was a different experience. And, and, Coach, first off, we'll start right there. That that was something that I got asked a lot on Twitter. Coach, what was your impression of the 11 o'clock tip time? I don't like it. I don't like it at all, but I'm not going to make an excuse because we practice at 11 o'clock every day. So, you know, I, I thought that should help us more than it helped them. Um, I don't – I just didn't like anything about it. You know, I, I didn't like the feel of it. I didn't I didn't like anything. I think if we'd have won the game, I probably would have liked it a lot better. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, we we didn't deserve to win the game. We played a really good first half. We guarded extremely well in the first half. Uh, it was, I think, we're up six, maybe 32-26. Another, you know, both road games in the first half, we held teams to 20-some points. So you got to be really pleased with that. But we came out the second half. We gave up four layups to start the second half. We made some really, really mental errors. And then we started, we couldn't make a shot. And that's gonna, that's one thing that we're not ready to do yet. When we have a very poor shooting night, we haven't figured out how to win those games. And there are a lot of teams in the country that can say that. I mean, you, the championship-level teams win when you have a poor shooting night, and we haven't got to that point yet. I hope that we're going to get there, uh, but I hope it's next year because I, I hope we don't have another poor shooting night this year because we, we got shooters. I mean, the strength of our team is our ability to shoot the ball from multiple positions. Uh, you know, you, when you can step out a 6'10 kid in Brechting and make a three, when Xavier can step out and shoot 38 40% from the three, which both those guys are doing, you know, the only guy in the team that's not shooting the three well that plays a lot is Beck, and we don't want him out there. You know, he wants to be out there, but we don't want him out there. But for the most part, you know, we're, we're one of the top three-point shooting teams in the country, and when you can shoot the ball, you can beat anybody, and you're always in a game. And so, you know, we just got to continue to be able to shoot the ball well. Um, on the nights we shoot at average, our defense has got to step forward. And then the other, you know, the Achilles heel of this team, and is rebounding and we have uh, gotten better at that I, I think when we went into league play our rebound differential was about a five or six a game and in league play we're only down two a game um, 
and our defensive field goal percentage because of it has dipped drastically. We went in through the non-league season. We were probably the, in the bottom five in the country in field goal percent defense. We were giving up over 50% a game. It's hard to win when you do that, and that's why we were 4-9. and nine. Um, In league play, we're down to 44%. And the, the, the best team I think I've ever had defensively, we had a season where we were at 42 or 41%. And that was two years ago two when years we won ago. the league. I think it was 41 and a half or something like that. Uh, we had a shot blocker in Isaiah Brock, and we, you know, we had Sean Dorsey Walker who could lock anybody up. Um, and this team's just, you know, like I said, we're getting there. Um, you know, uh, Braden Norris can really guard, but again, he's about four foot six. So, you know, there are guys that he can't guard. Uh, with Maddox coming on at six five, and the the ability to guard like that. We're going, to, we're going to have some lock-up defenders. By the time this season's over, we're going to be able to lock some people up. And I think we've done a hell of a job on on the best players in the league this year. If you look at who the top players in the league are when we've played them, we've really, really done a nice job on them. The only guy who really scored at near his average was Justice from uh, U, uh, IUPUI, IUPUI, but he only had 18 and he's averaging 20. So we even... Even he had 14 in the first half, yeah, I believe. And, yeah. and we locked him down in the second half. But he had 14 of their 26, I think. So, so I think if you look at the best players in the league, we're doing a great job on them. We've got to do a better job rebounding the ball because you can guard the heck out of people if they get to rebound and lay it in. You can't, you can't do anything about that. We'll take our first break. and we come back, we'll get to Twitter, and you can fire off your questions as well on Twitter. Just put the hashtag AskCampy on there. We will get to those when we come back. Also, Coach, I want to get your thoughts on the Super Bowl. Super Bowl this weekend coming up uh, as well. So we'll, uh, we'll touch on that and also take a look ahead at what's going on. Remember, everybody, the game is on tomorrow at the arena. The game is on. So everybody make sure you roll out. Grizz gang, everybody mobilize. The game is on uh, regardless of the weather. Uh, Coach, you'll wear a winter hat or whatever. Everybody will be fine, right? Uh, uh, isn't that isn't that crazy? Yeah, in the weekend it's, it's going to be in the mid forties. It's Michigan. Yeah, it, it'd be a, why we live here. <laughs> Absolutely. So we'll take our first break. When we come back, we'll get to those Twitter questions. You want to jump in? Make sure you do that as well. You are listening to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means that our clients believe that they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. My experience gives me the insights necessary to foresee unknown risk and to provide employers with strategic options to best manage their risk and to leverage opportunities that span the spectrum of on-demand HR issues that arise on a daily basis. I am grateful for these recognitions, but even more grateful for the trust and confidence our clients continue to place in us. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248 468 1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the Great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. 
Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this. I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results. Real Team Real Estate. Neil Rule here for D2 Technologies. D2 Technologies is here for all of your business or residential technology needs. Business owners, you know network infrastructure is the backbone of your business. It is. And D2 Technologies can save you money on the design and installation of your networks, phone systems, or security cameras. Are you a homeowner and want that complete home theater experience? Yeah. D2 Technologies is your answer. Dennis Burnham, the owner and installer at D2 Technologies, has done work in my home and is one of the best in the business. That's fact, not opinion. We have to call. Support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Call D2 Technologies at 586-256-9436. David Cumberland right wing will drive it into the paint. Hands it off. Back with a two-hand jam. The double team came from Bucks, man. JC found JB, and he threw it down with a Thorathon. Back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Happy to have you with us here on a frigid, freezing Wednesday night. But the fans have come out here tonight, certainly do appreciate that. Director of Athletics, Steve, the boss is in town. Steve Waterfield is, is in the building tonight as well. With wife and kids. With wife, well, exactly. Jamie's here as well, the kids. Uh, Alex Mason, too, ticket director. Make sure you give Alex a call. Get your tickets for this weekend, right, Alex? Uh, yeah, I, uh, you're responding to someone right now on email, aren't you? Yeah, as a matter of fact, he's always working, man. He's, he's always turned on, Coach. Uh, but, again, we're taking your tweets with the hashtag AskCampy. And since he's here in the building right now, let's go to Jake Wolock of the Grizz Gang here on Twitter. I mean, granted, he's literally four feet away from me, but he tweets his question, and he, he follows the rules. That you're a credit to your generation, Jake. Let's just say it like that. Uh, Coach, now that we're at a considerable point in Horizon League play, what team or teams can you say are not getting enough credit and maybe a tough out in the Horizon League tournament? Well, I think that, you know, the past three years since the tournament moved to a neutral site, I, I think that the, our league has proven that, you know, when the tournament comes, anybody can beat anybody. The number one seed has lost opening night all three years. Um, we were at one time, but that was it and lost in Northern Kentucky last year. They lost on opening night also. So the number one seed's gone down all three years. It's been on a neutral site. Uh, two years ago, the number 10 seed got to the final. Last year, the number 9 seed got to the final. So I, I, I just think you can, you know, look at anybody and say, you, you know, you got, you got to win one game to move on, and anybody in our league can beat anybody on a given night. Now, in, in the dire course of the season, I don't think you're going to see the, you know, the, uh, the upsets that you would see in the tournament, but there's always somebody – that loses a game that you scratch your head about. And, you know, we've been that team a couple times also that, you know, how'd they lose that game? Uh, I think the biggest surprise of the season probably has been Detroit in that, you know, they they hired a coach, you know, I think the day before the season started, it seems like. And uh, no, there were very few people that knew how good Antoine Davis was. I mean, we knew he was good. I, I watched him play a lot, and I guarantee I didn't know he was going to be that good. Um, so I think they're kind of the surprise. Uh, 
you know, they've got the same schedule we've got, except they've got a road game at our place. And, uh, you know, we've got to go to, uh, the, you know, supposedly the two best teams in the league we play on the road, and so do they. So, you know, that could all shake out. But at the halfway point, I think they are. Um, I think that UIC is probably a, the team that uh, I, I would think their fans are disappointed with their record right now. But I think they've they've been a team of circumstance. You know, they've had some some goofy things happen to them. I still think when it's all said and done, if you had to pick a sleeper that was going to get to the championship game, uh, based on you know where the standings are today, I would say it's them. I, I think they are. Their perimeter is unbelievable. They have three all-league level players. They have great athleticism, great size. They can guard. Um, so I, I like them. Uh, Green Bay is a team I think could be a sleeper. It, I just think their coach does a great job at tournament time. They play a tournament style of basketball that works. Um, you know, they lack a big, which could probably kill them in the, in the tournament when they, you know, you've got to score some easy baskets at that time. And so that, that might be the problem for them. I think Northern Kentucky and Wright State would be the favorites right now to either win the league or be in the championship game. I, I think from a talent standpoint, uh, from a veteran standpoint, from a total team standpoint, I think they kind of stand out a little bit. Uh, but, you know, Neil, we're all one injury away from not being very good. So, you know, and, and the injuries happen. It's part of uh, driving over here. I heard that Langford's not going to play again for Michigan State. And their national championships hopes, you know, just probably took a big hit there without – College basketball injuries are such an important part of it, and you know we've we've suffered through it, and we've also had some great teams that nobody got hurt. You know, we 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 had a 50 and three run where we never lost a kid, and that you know that caught up to us in the last few years. So, like I said, you know, on January 30th, who knows? I do. I will say this: on March 1st, when it, we're getting ready to go. The teams could look completely different than they look now, as we did last year. You know, we didn't have Martez Walker. We didn't. I mean, we were starting to walk on and playing a walk on in March. Then when that they weren't even, you know, I mean, Gilbert never got on the floor except for a blowout last year in in January. So a lot of things can change. And, and coach, why, why is that kind of piggybacking on that? It seems as though the, the Horizon League tournament, and I know we, we, we're a product of what we see all the time, and, and we see the Horizon League tournament because that's what we're around. But if you go across the landscape of college basketball, why are these tournaments almost lotteries <laughs> sometimes in, in the respect that, you know, more or less from time to time, these things can be a lottery. You, don't, you have no idea who's going to come through these things. Well, it's because it's that way at every level. You, you know, everybody talks about how great of a program Michigan has. Michigan won the Big Ten tournament the last two years. They hadn't won it since its first year, of it, which was in the 90s. Michigan State's only won it three times in the history of the Big Ten. The year that we were the number one seed and Youngstown beat us on that play that we try and not ever remember, um, that same year Kansas was the number one seed in the Big Ten. 12 and they lost to an eight seed purdue was the number one seed in the big 10 tournament and they lost to an eight seed just like we lost to an eight seed the difference is they got in their bus and went home and got ready for selection sunday and we got in our bus and went home and got ready for the nit right and and that's the difference you know there's so much pressure at our level because every kid you know all our fans want to all our fans want to play 
us to play in the NCAA tournament. But I guarantee you guys, you don't want us to play there as much as those kids want to play in the NCAA tournament. That is the holy grail for a college basketball player, to play in the NCAA tournament. And the pressure that on a team like us, uh, in, in a, a league like ours, is unbelievable. And, you know, I mean, you think about the Cleveland State game last year, and I know we were down to nobody, but Kendrick Nunn missed as wide open a shot as he's ever missed in his life with a minute to go that would have put us up four. And if Kendrick Nunn had that shot in any regular season game, it was going in. I mean, he had just done it against Milwaukee the last home game of the year. He made the exact same shot, the exact same play to take it from a three-point to a six-point game with about a minute to go. He had a chance to take a one-point game to a four-point game, and he missed it. We came down the next possession. We got a stop, came down the next possession, and he had a wide-open jump shot from the elbow and missed it. I mean, he's a great player, one of the greatest players to ever play at Oakland, but that's what the pressure of that tournament does. More questions here with the hashtag AskCampy on Twitter. Uh, Wesley V tweets at us, and, and since we're talking about tournaments, Coach, I figure this is a good time as any. What are your thoughts on the Horizon League tournament's move to Indianapolis next year and the keeping of this, the new format, the top eight with the semis and, and the finals uh, being played in Indianapolis, but, of course, the, the first round being played on campus sites? Well, I don't think that's quite set yet. Um, the only thing that's set is that the tournament will be in Indianapolis for the next three years. Now, for me, we had a chance to keep it here, and, and I feel kind of half, you know. I mean, we've the three years that the tournament was has been in Detroit, we had a team that could have won it all three years. In fact, when we played, we were the best team still in the tournament. The, the first year of the tournament, if you remember, the two seed didn't play until the last game of the semifinals, and Valpo had already been beat. So it, the, there was a five seed left, a two seed, and a three seed left, and we had a great, great player miss a layup. You know, if you think about our three losses in those tournaments. There is a linchpin moment to, to every single one of them, you know, right? Felder missed a layup with four and a half, five seconds to go in the game that would have tied it and sent it to overtime, and it was not a contested layup. He just missed it. Uh, the next year, we were the number one seed, so obviously when we played, we were the best team in the tournament. And uh, they made a layup as the horn went off. To, we had a one-point lead, and we all remember that play. And then the last last year, um, oh, I guess I'm wrong. Wright State was still in the tournament last year. So, you know, but we lost by a point again. And... Why am I talking about this? What was the question? Uh, we, they want to know your thoughts on the Horizon League tournament. Oh, why? So <laughs> my point was is that maybe if we'd won those three games and the attendance would have that, you know, if we'd have gotten to the championship game that first year, we had 8,000 people in the semis the first year and we lost. There might have been 12,000 in the championship game. The next year we had, I think it was six and a half or 7,000 for a quarterfinal game. Right that we lost on the, the Youngstown thing. And then last year, the attendance wasn't good even for our game. So, you know, I think people were mad at us because we had lost those first two years. So, you know, the, it left because it didn't get attended, and Oakland and Detroit weren't ever in the finals. So I, I feel half at fault that we didn't get to keep the tournament here. So going to Indianapolis, Indianapolis is a great city. Um, 
They hold a lot of tournaments. Uh, I'm hoping that it's more centrally located. I'm hoping that the league, the people in the league will come. I don't think so. I don't think the league travels well. Uh, I think Oakland people travel. Valpo used to travel. Yes, and I they thought did. I thought Oakland and Valpo were the the best traveling teams in the in the league. Um, I don't see that since Valpo's left from anybody else now because it's a little closer maybe for a, a Monday Tuesday night. I, I do think that if they want big crowds, then they're going to have to move the tournament to a weekend. Uh, unfortunately, the power of ESPN, I don't think that's going to happen. ESPN wants us on a Tuesday night. That's our time slot. And the league wants to be on ESPN. We have a contract with them. So I don't see that changing. Um, so I don't know what the attendance will be there either. Uh, if it will outdo Detroit or not, I do think it's more centrally located. Um, I do not like the fact that it's, in a, a, it's at a place that uh, is played at in the league. Um, Nobody asked my opinion, though, Neil. They didn't call me on the phone and ask me what I thought of that. But Really? Uh, yeah. So huh. I, don't, I don't like that, but I do like Indianapolis. Uh, there's a Portillo's there. Um, if, you start, if you start looking at all, yeah, if you start looking at all the perimeter stuff, I mean, it, it, does, it does add up. There's a, Weber's, well. there's a Weber's Grill there. There's a St. Elmo's there. I mean, there's a lot of great places to eat. Uh, if we stay there the whole time, we'll probably hit every one of them. So, <laughs> Absolutely. We'll take our next break. When we come back, we got more questions on Twitter. Uh, also, we have the RJ's Pub Trivia. The, the world famous. Oh, listen, everybody, fired up for the RJ's Pub Trivia. We, have, we have a good question tonight. It's, you're going to need some old timers in here to try and figure well, this one out. But, but here's the thing, though, Coach. If you've, if you've listened to the show throughout the season. This, you'll, this, you, you'll know the answer right away if yeah, you've listened to the show. Yeah, this, this subject has been brought up before on the show. So if you're a fan of the show, if you've listened to the show, you, you, have, uh, you have a little insider's trading, uh, I guess you would say. You'll have an advantage over everyone. Yeah. So make sure you stick around for that. We'll have that when we come back. You're listening to the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're in RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means that our clients believe they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. Evans Law Group was founded with an emphasis on advising businesses on all facets of their labor and employment law issues, including conducting a broad range of in-house employment and human resources compliance seminars, having effective training for executives and managers related to HR compliance issues in the workplace has never been more critical than it is today. I am honored to have presented my seminars to a broad array of businesses, ranging from publicly traded companies to multi-generational family businesses and to just about everything in between. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Real Team Real Estate is locally owned and headquartered just down the road in Shelby Township. Real Team Real Estate is not your typical big box retail operation. Visit them on the web at mirealteam.com. Tell them Neil Rule sent you. 
They have five offices in the metro area, so whether it's Rochester or Romeo, Real Team has you covered. Real people, real experience, real results. Real Team Real Estate. Hear that? That's the sound of the all-new Ram 1500. That's the sound of best-in-class V8 towing. That's the sound of a luxurious cabin with an available 19-speaker Harman Kardon audio system. That's the sound of a Hemi V8 engine with e-torque. With class-leading features like these, no wonder more people are switching to Ram trucks than ever before. Get a great deal on Ram 1500, Motor Trends 2019 Truck of the Year. During the auto show, well-qualified returning FCA employee lessees get a low-mileage lease on the all-new 2019 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab 4x4 with a V6 engine and standard audio system for $199 a month for 24 months with $2,955 due at signing. Tax, title, license, extra. Class based on light duty pickups. Based on IHS market, U.S. household methodology, and FCA segmentation of Conquest data from U.S. new vehicle registrations for CYE 2010 to 2016. Call 1-877-RAM-5722 for details. Requires dealer contribution to lease through U.S. bank. Lessee is solely responsible for termination fees. Current lease must end by 2320. 25 cent charge for each mile over 20,000. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 131. Xavier Hill Mays, long three, left corner. Of course, FedEx delivers a triple. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills, as always. He is a coach, Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule. Happy to have you with us, wherever you may be listening around the world, on the Real Team Real Estate Radio Network on 1130 AMWDF and The Fan, also on the iHeart Radio app as well. And, Coach, we're taking these questions on Twitter. You can get involved with the hashtag AskCampy. And, fans, tickets for the 2019 Little Caesars Horizon League Basketball Semifinals and Championship go on sale to the general public Friday, February 1st at 10 a.m. Fans can go to HorizonLeague.com, the Little Caesars Arena Xfinity box office, or by calling the Little Caesars Arena Ticket Sales and Service Office at 313-471-7575. Getting down to that time, Coach. All right, great what, talk. What time? Getting down to the time where we're going to be, you know, getting towards March oh, Madness. Oh, the tournament, yeah. that commercial you just did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought we were getting to the time where we give the, the $2 gift certificate away or whatever it is. <laughs> absolutely. We, we are, we are going to do that right now, as a matter of fact. And we'll get to these uh, questions on Twitter. I think someone in the audience is, is going to get this one. So Shout if, it out fast. Yeah, shout it out fast if, if you know what it is. Okay, and this if one. Not, if not, the first Twitter first person listening in his car that pulls off to the side and texts us or whatever they do. Or use his voice to tweet. There yeah. you go. Yeah, we, we condone safe driving. Don't text here. and drive, right? No, please Especially don't. Especially when it's that. minus 13 out. Yeah, it's already challenging enough. All right, guys, here we go. This is a good one. And, again, this is for the world-famous RJ's Pub gift card here. $20 in value. What former Oakland Golden Grizzlies basketball player met his wife right here at RJ's? What former Oakland Golden Grizzlies hoop player met his wife right here? All right. What did he say? <laughs> you got it? You got it. What did he say? He goes, I heard, I heard you talk about him on the show before. Remember when right, you were telling, we we telling the story? Well, the, the first time that we ever uh, got to know RJs and got involved with the program was because Dan and his brother John, who played for us from maybe – through the transition for what would that be, 97, 6, 97. I think Dan played for us for about 10 years, if I remember right. But um, he, he was a six-year guy. Uh, but they, they rented a house right across the street here. And they started coming over, and they got to know Russ. And 
this Russ was probably just, what, 10 years old at the time, maybe. Yeah. And uh, they ended up making this their place. And that, and I didn't really know how he met her. I know that uh, she's a pretty nice lady, and I don't know how she ever wanted to be around Dan. But uh, for, It takes all kinds. Yes. <laughs> so that's the answer. So yeah. right there, hey, $20. Gift. $20 in, in RJ's Pub cash coming your way on the RJ's Pub gift card. So yeah. season fries are on the house tonight. That's right, man. Congratulations, you man. You're a double winner today. You got season fries and, you, and you've won a gift card. No question about that. More questions with the hashtag Ask Campy. We've got a couple more. We'll get to the, your Super Bowl pick as well and uh, also preview what's going on. Remember, the, the game is on tomorrow night at the arena. Youngstown State, uh, as Director Bob Sarah Judd uh, so poetically put it, the Penguins will be in town. On a, on a night where it's a deep freeze. That works out pretty well. Good job, Sarah. But, uh, again, with the hashtag Ask Campy, uh, let me see here, at Oakland fan. <laughs> well, we're really we're deteriorating tonight, aren't we? <laughs> the, the wheels are coming off, man. <laughs> You're, uh, okay, let, let, let's get the train back on the tracks here. At Oakland fan on Twitter. Coach, your colleague in women's soccer, Juan Pablo Favero, uh, has traveled the world this offseason looking for future Golden Grizzlies to join his squad. Have you ever thought about the same, doing the same for yours? Oh, yeah. We, we've looked really hard into recruiting internationally. We've actually had, if you count Canada, we've probably had three international players uh, over the time. But we have, we've had, uh, oh, we've had more than that. We right. had uh, Seb Bellin from Belgium. We had... Jordan Sabrin from Canada. We had uh, Nick Dragasevich from Canada. Sandwich High School in Canada. Honest to God. Your favorite high school out there in the Sandwich game? Sandwich High School. And then we had Ilya uh, from, uh, where was Ilya from? Was he Serbia? From Serbia, right. So um, we've done it. The reason we don't is finances, to be honest with you. I mean, it, it costs a lot of money to go over there and see kids. Uh, a lot of people will do it through the internet and through video, but we're not we're not going to partake in that because a scholarship today is about one hundred and twenty five thousand uh, dollars, and especially if they're from over there, it's you know out state tuition, out country tuition, I guess. But um, so you know when you're going to make an investment of of six figures in a player. You know, you're, we're not going to do it by word of mouth or by video. We're going to go see him play. And to do that right, you would have to spend, we'd have to spend a lot of money. Now, the reason we got uh, Ilya was because he was in a prep school here in the United States. And we actually saw him play five or six times. Uh, so, so you know, we get, we get that type of situation. We would do it, but we don't get on the plane and fly over to, to Germany and, you know, and watch AU events over there and, I mean, I don't even know if they have AAU events. They've got something, though. So It's tough to get over there and see Luka Donich uh, uh, play and, and everything like that. Coach, they got all the TVs here at RJ's Pub on ESPN. The big talk about the Anthony Davis uh, sweepstakes. Is Oakland in? Are they trying to make a pitch to trade the Pelicans for Anthony Davis? I would take him. <laughs> I would take him. I would give my firstborn for him, but I don't think Keith would go for it. So He's in his 30s now. <laughs> I don't think so. I'd still try and give him away, though. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he's, he's kind of on the downside, right? 
<laughs> All right, Coach. Uh, the Grizz Gang tweets at us, too. This is a, the last one here, unless you guys got some more speak now or forever hold your peace. And uh, they tweeted a picture, and they said, Coach, have you seen this picture? The Grizz Gang watch party on Thursday versus IUPUI and the OC was a success. We'll be having another one next Saturday when we play Northern Kentucky. And, yeah, here's – this I is it. No, I hadn't seen that picture. I had heard that it was a success. I had heard that they ran out of food at halftime. Um, you know, if we're going to do things right, it's all about the food. Um, that was good because we were winning at halftime, and the people that left because the food was gone didn't see the end, so they'll, they'll think we won maybe. So, yeah. I mean, these are the things, though. These are the things that turn the program into something special. These are the things that, you know, you'll remember if you're a member of the Grizz Gang. These are the things you'll remember you'll talk about for, for life. When you create things that become successful, and, and that's what our Grizz Gang has done. They're creating all kinds of things, you know, um, there's talk of, you know, pep rallies and things like this. And and that's the fun part of this, you know, the, the wins and losses, unless they're, you know, unless they're huge, huge program-changing wins are, are not the things people remember. They, they remember the good times, you know, what it was like at the game when, you know, for guys that were there this Saturday at, at Chicago, they'll remember we won. They'll remember Maddox's dunk. But for the most part, they'll remember the road trip and what they did in Chicago and how much fun it was. And, and these are the things that, that make going to, to Oakland or, or wherever you go, but especially to Oakland, special. And, and it's, it makes it – I am, you know, proud of the fact that, that these kids would want to come and watch our team. Uh, but I'm more excited about the growth of the program over the years and what we've become and still what more we can become. So I am really excited about that, yeah. We, we've talked about it once and more than once, as a matter of fact. But, yeah, the Grizz Gang, especially leadership now with what you guys have done, you've, you've, you've enhanced the culture of the, of the Grizz Gang. There's certainly no doubt about that. So thank you guys for all the work that and we you've done. we got to get you that. to the NCAA tournament, too. I mean, I understand that. we got to get you to the NCAA tournament. <laughs> yeah, certainly, certainly. <laughs> they're, they're, they're hyped for it, Coach. They're hyped for it. Here, we'll do this, and we'll, we'll take our last break of the evening when we come back we'll touch on the super bowl we'll touch on the games this weekend reminder the game is on tomorrow i, I know it's going to be cold and things like that but we need you in the o arena so make sure you make your way out youngstown state penguins saturday cleveland state as well so we look forward to seeing you out at the o arena take our final break come back we'll wrap this thing up this is the greg campy show brought to you by the evans law group we're live at rj's pub in rochester hills I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means our clients believe that they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel and legal representation we provide. Through my 20 plus years of representing businesses with their labor and employment needs, I have had the privilege to work with numerous executives. In turn, executives have sought me out to represent them with their own employment and equity issues in various business ventures, including employment with portfolio companies owned by private equity groups. I negotiate executive employment agreements, equity award and stock option agreements, and when necessary, severance agreements. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 
888-256-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this. I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results, real team real estate. Neil Rule here with Dennis Burnham, owner of D2 Technologies, the answer for all your business and residential technology needs. Dennis, why is D2 Technologies the best in the business? Thanks, Neil. D2 Technologies isn't a typical big box corporation. Honest pricing and quality installations are what's important to me. Whether it's a phone system, security cameras, or whatever your technology needs may be, your experience with me from the setup, design, and installation of your project will be a professional and smooth experience, my personal guarantee. D2 Technologies has done work in my home, and I can't recommend Dennis enough. Support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Call D2 Technologies at 586-256-9436. Lobos right block, Xavier. Huge possession for Oakland. Kenny Pittman catches back to Norris. There's five on the shot clock. Norris got a loose up. Stepping back between the legs. Dribble pull up 18-footer. Off the heel. Rattles and falls. A long two for Brayton Norris. He's got seven. Huge bucket broken. 30 to 25. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Logo. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. He's a coach, Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule. Happy to have you with us on this very frigid Wednesday night. Appreciate everybody making the trek out here to RJ's tonight. Taco Wednesday going on, I know, as well. Some drink specials, so make sure you get it in. Some of the Grizz gang here took down a, a gift card, so you guys can make it rain with, uh, with whatever you want. No question about that coach we're going to touch on the game against Youngstown and just a reminder everybody the game is on tomorrow at the arena hope to see you all out there but uh coach and we'll get into Youngstown State we'll get into Cleveland State and I want to know what the challenges are of trying to beat a team a second time but before that the Super Bowl this weekend Patriots Rams everybody wants to know who you got coach well, I'm sure everybody does everybody's I'm looking sure They're that's hanging what they want to hear um I'm a I mean my dad played football at Michigan. My brother played football at Michigan. I grew up in Michigan's football stadium. I was there every Saturday from the time I was, you know, four years old until I couldn't go because I was playing. Um, so I got to go with Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. And as many as he can get, I want him to get as many as he can. So I, I'm going with the Patriots. I don't know if they'll be back after this year. So I think go out with a win. Doesn't it seem like they're taking it in a lot more than they usually do, like Tom Brady and Gronk and everybody like that? All the little media clips I see, it really see. It, it's it's interesting you bring that up because that's kind of the impression I get as well, just based on how they're behaving versus the other times they've been there. Well, we play Youngstown Thursday and Cleveland Saturday, so that's what I've been taking in. So I haven't seen any <laughs> of that, to be honest with you, and really don't know anything about it. Uh, I haven't paid any attention other than you know if, if things go well this week. Uh, I will probably watch the game, um, but if things go well this week, we'll be playing for first place the following week, so maybe I won't be watching it. You know, we'll see. But, yeah, I hope they win, but the Super Bowl comes at a bad time for me. Uh, every single year, uh, no yeah. question about it. That is typically when the Golden Grizzlies have been playing their best basketball. Do you know, here's a trivia question. 
what happened, one of the greatest things that ever happened in Oakland basketball happened during a Super Bowl. Anybody know that answer? Yep, right there, he got it. Bader, Bader broke the record on Super Bowl Sunday. Where at? Yeah, not even in their arena. We played in their, in their crap place. Oh, I can't say that on live radio. Um, <laughs> well, hey, see you later. buy that man a drink for me. <laughs> buy whatever he wants, put it on my tap. That's great. So, okay, let's move on. Yeah, yeah, let's. Uh, Before let's I on. lose all my money. Yeah. <laughs> you got, no, no, more, no more trivia questions for everybody? Nope, here? I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Coach. So, the challenge of beating a team twice in a season. You got the win at Youngstown State, got the win at Cleveland State. They're coming back now. How, how does that adjustment process work? Is it something where you guys, what you guys did worked, so that's what you roll with? Do you anticipate an adjustment for them? How, how, take us through all that. How does that work? Well, first of all, what fans have to understand is, you know, you read things all the time, in, in especially at the mid-major level, that fans aren't happy with their league. They're, this league sucks. This league, we wish we could do this. We wish this. We wish we were here. But from a coaching standpoint and a player standpoint, when you get in the league play, I don't care what league you're in. I don't care. When you know each other the way the teams know each other and you've played against each other, on multiple occasions, and when Youngstown coach stands up and yells something uh, on Saturday or t tomorrow night during the game, everybody on our bench knows what that means. All our players on the floor know. When I when I stand up and I yell "bunch corner," everybody on Youngstown team knows what "bunch corner" is. Now, can you execute that even though they know it? And that's what league play is about. And that's why you see grinded out games like we had early in that game uh, Saturday. That's why you see upsets. That's why it's so hard to beat anybody, let alone twice just to beat anybody. It is hard to win in league play. I don't care who you are. And the fam familiarity with players, with coaches, with systems, uh, it's hard to win. So we went to Youngstown, blew a – I think we blew a 10-point lead. Then we got it back up to eight. We blew that. And then we were down three, and they had the ball with two minutes to go, and they didn't score the rest of the game. And Kamar Newman made a great three on a blown play, on a play that we called that it was a one-point game, and Xavier came wide open on the play, and our point guard ran a different play. And much and that that's a freshman out there in his second conference game of his career with 16 seconds to go in a game down one blows it and yet he had the wherewithal to not panic drive to the basket and find Kamari for a three and Kamari knocked it down we win the game all right so what do you take from that that we're two points better than Youngstown that there's a home court no you don't take anything from that game that game was a month ago we're a completely different team today than we were when we played there. And Youngstown's a completely different team than they were that day. So now you're going in, and it's going to be a war. I mean, it, it, if we don't come to play tomorrow night, we're going to get beat. I don't, I don't, if we don't come to play Saturday, we're going to get beat. It's league play. And we have to be ready. We have to con con give it continuous 
consistent effort and continue to get better. The things that we got to worry more about us than Youngstown. I mean, there's some things that we, if we don't rebound against them, we're going to get beat. If we don't handle the press against them, we're going to get beat. But those are things we have to take care of. We have to get better at those things. If we do, we'll win the game. Um, you know, the numbers show that we're a better team than they are. Now, I'm not saying we're a better team, but the, we're 6-3, and three, they're 2-7, and seven, right? So everybody thinks, oh, it's an easy game. If, oh, it'll be the worst loss ever. No, it's a conference game, and they're coming. They've got scholarship too. You know, their players are good players, and they want to win as bad as we want to win. And their fans want them to win as bad as our fans want us to win. That's what makes this so great. So we're going to come. We're going to play as hard as we can play. And, uh, you know, we've got to find a way. When the game's over tomorrow night, we've got to find a way to be one point ahead. Coach, what about that, too? You talked about that full-court pressure that, that Youngstown really brought aggressively against you guys. That's something you guys see try that spell. You've every single league game this year. But you guys, you guys have handled it. I, I, don't, I don't remember – you know, much of a stretch where there were multiple turnovers or it became a huge problem. For the most part, you guys have handled that. Is that something you anticipate maybe teams will start to go away from? Well, one of Hipsher said, Coach Hipsher, who's our associate head coach, who's, this is his third year with me, he said to me the other day, you know, maybe we should try putting this in. And yet, did you do that before? And I looked at him and I went, well, honestly, we don't do anything against the press because I always have a great point guard, you know. So teams wouldn't press us. Teams never pressed Oakland because you can't press Kay Felder. You can't press Jonathan Jones. You couldn't press Reggie Hamilton. Way back in the day, you couldn't press Brian Gregory. They welcomed that. Right. You no. couldn't press Denny Amron. You know, way back in the day, we've had great point guards all the way through it. Well, this year, they see a... Four foot six freshman who He's shrinking, but you know, as, as the show goes on, Brad right. Norris is shrinking. He's getting smaller and smaller. Right. But they see this kid and, and on film he, he he doesn't look you know, it doesn't look like and so and then they know we don't have Braylon Neely. We don't have and we, another reason teams never pressed us was we had Travis Bader, we had Brad Buddenborg, we had Jason and if you beat the press and throw it up to those guys, they were making a three. So for years and years, nobody pressed Oakland. Now they're looking at pressing us this year because they're trying to wear him out. And I would do the exact same thing to us. We don't have a back. We took Braden out. Green Bay pressed the whole game. We took Braden out for three possessions late in the first half, and we didn't get the ball across half court, any of the three possessions. And the kid's got to play because he's the only point guard we've got in the program, a true point guard that can beat that type of pressure. So we're going to see a lot of it. He's going to battle it, and, I mean, he leads the league in assist-to-turnover ratio, so he must be doing something right. But still, if you look at us, that's the way, that's the way to beat us. Got a message here, Rob and Daniela, who are usually out here on site at RJ's Pub in Rochester, are listening at home tonight. They said because of the weather they stayed in, but they are listening no, to the not, show. No, they're not. They're not that big of fans. <laughs> well, they're, no, I'm they're, kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Don't, don't. We watch you next week back or two weeks. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> and that is another uh, PSA I had to get to. Uh, due to travel, we will not be here the next two Wednesdays. So. No. Yeah, yeah. Next yeah. two. Oh, three weeks away. Yeah, three weeks away. So the next two Wednesdays, we will not be here. But So that means there'll be a the $60 uh, That's uh, that That's between Russ and, and you, oh, Coach. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's oh, 20, not, 40, 
with math, interest, right. maybe yeah. maybe $64 or yeah. something like that, right? But certainly do appreciate everybody coming out here on a very frigid night. Remember, once again, the game is on tomorrow at the arena, Youngstown State and the Golden Grizzlies. Hey, we need the Grizz gang because i got to believe there aren't going to be a lot of people sitting in those chair-back seats tomorrow night. So we need the Grizz gang. Like, I mean, there's 800 students in that new dorm, right? Yeah, just bring all 800 of them to the normal five or 600 we have. We'll take the whole thing. 